from the Tigers' sideline. It's Tigers Talk with Memphis broadcasting legend Greg Gaston. Hear Greg weekday mornings on Sports 56 Mornings along with Eli Savoy from 7 to 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. On Twitter X at Greg underscore Gaston. Here's Greg with Bryant and Brett. Greg Gaston joins us now to talk Tigers. You can hear him every single morning with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Were you surprised last night to learn that the Tigers were a one-and-a-half-point underdog on the road against North Texas tonight? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Yeah, I was. Talked about it this morning on on my show. Yeah, very surprised with that. Then again, you look at Vegas and you kind of defer to them. They're pretty good at what they do. But it's interesting. Um, North Texas has been in a lot of close games. They've lost a lot of close games recently, but they're in all those games. And at home, I guess that's why they are the favorite. If this was in Memphis, probably the lean would have been toward Memphis mm-hmm. as a point and a half, two point, two and a half point favorite. So I would imagine it's strictly because of the North Texas Mean Green being at home. But who would have ever thunk that, right? Before <laughs> the season started that Memphis would be an underdog to North Texas. I wouldn't have thought it at all, and and really was kind of surprised it ended up being that way. And we were talking earlier, why are we all so scared of North Texas? Well, my answer is I saw a team, I saw this team lose at home to Rice. Yeah, with Memphis, you're, you're, you're not sure what you're going to get. Yeah. Are you going to get the last uh, three games, Memphis Tigers? You're going to get that four-game losing streak, Tigers? You're going to get the Tigers from the beginning of the season. So you don't really know what to expect. Uh, North Texas, again, not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. Very consistent, solid, and they play a completely different uh, offense than Memphis does. You're talking about a 180 and then some because this is a team that has the uh, basically the second slowest team yeah. in college basketball in all of Division One. Their pace is incredibly slow. We know Memphis wants to push it. They want to turn over Rice, or excuse me, turn over North Texas like they did the other teams that they have played or at least tried to. They want to quicken the pace. They want to score in transition. So this team doesn't allow you to do that. So this is kind of the, the battle of wills. If, you know, when you have a, a team that plays a completely different style, which style prevails? Which, which team is going to be able to kind of force the other team to play either at a quickened pace, in the case of North Texas, or a slower pace? in the case of Memphis. Whoever is able to do that will probably win this basketball game, but I think it will be Memphis. And, Greg, of course you did it very well. You just did the announcer pregame setup for playing a team running the wishbone. (laughs) (laughs) We're going old school, buddy. That's right. That's right. Well, Greg, last week when we were talking to you, uh, one of the the biggest points that we were talking about was this rotation for Penny Hardaway. He was throwing in 10, 11, 12, 13. Everybody on the bench was seeing playing time, especially early in those games. And last Thursday night, they played Temple. And in that first half, it was the exact same thing. A lot of guys going to the score table, a lot of guys getting action. And then after that game, Penny Hardaway said that they're trying to get down to about five or seven guys well then on Sunday to me at least against Tulane it looked like that rotation was tighter yes especially when it mattered that rotation was a lot tighter um, for most of the game do you feel like Penny Hardaway is starting to to limit this rotation I think he's trying to sometimes he can't help himself yeah you're probably going to see more changes in the first half and now I think he's going to 
really bear down in the second half and play the guys that need to be played. Now it all depends on who's available, if there's any injuries, obviously any foul trouble. But, yes, I think he's going to try to close those games with with the guys that will start um, more than likely, unless they're playing a team that's really big on the front line like Florida Atlantic. That's why I think you're going to see in these games coming up, the remaining seven of the regular season and into the conference tournament, the matchups will determine what they do. He may start the same five that he started the last few games. I would imagine that will continue with Naquan Tomlin in the starting lineup, along with Nicholas Jordan and Malco coming off the bench. But depending on who they're playing, the front line that they're going up against, that will determine more than likely what Malco does, how many minutes Malco does. Now, Malco got into foul trouble in their last game against Tulane, so he hurt himself. But they're going to need the guy. Whether he's closing or not will all depend, again, on what they're going up against. But as far as limiting the bench, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, They haven't had Jalen Young the last couple of games because he's been out, and I'm not sure if he's available tonight. If they, if he is available, you figure he's in there. Yeah. And it looks like Jonathan Pierre has now earned himself some minutes. I know Ashton didn't play last game, and I'd never heard if that was just a, a DNP daddy's decision, coach's decision, right? Or was it an injury or an illness? So Ashton's been getting minutes. I, I can't imagine that, that he won't, but maybe that's one of the guys that's kind of out of the rotation. Uh, Jaden's going to get his minutes. Obviously, we talked about Malco coming off the bench. Jordan Brown, who at least had some points and a couple of rebounds in their last game and showed some life for the first time mm-hmm. since right before the uh, before he went AWOL. He, I can't imagine that he gets many minutes, but that will probably depend on Malco and his situation, especially in the games when they go up against the big front lines where they may have to use him. But I can see games where you're going to get DNPs for Jordan Brown. But as far as the the overall rotation, expect him to continue to do the switches early, which still is dumbfounding a lot of times when you see David Jones hit the bench before the first media timeout. But in the second half, I think he's going to hunker down and go with the guys that got him there. And especially with this kind of pace, even if North Texas doesn't completely dictate it, it will be slower, the media timeouts, I think plenty of rest time. But, Greg, we, we, we won't talk to you again after today. We'll be, we'll be listening to you every morning, but we won't get to visit with you. Three games will have been played wow. by the time we talk to you next. Largely, the season <laughs> will be defined for good or not by the time we talk to you again. Yeah, I think it's an incredibly important stretch. And we know they're it all important. Let's, right, they're all important, these games. But this stretch, you're right. These three games before we talk next, the Texas two-step. And, look, I, I feel really good about tonight. I could be completely wrong. I feel really good about tonight. I'm not so sure about Sunday. Mm-hmm. They beat SMU at home. That was one of Quinterly's game-winning three-point shots, basically at the buzzer. So they pulled that one out against SMU. SMU's got some athletes. I think that'll be a tough game to win. I'm not saying they can't win that game, but it'll be a tough game to win. I think what they do in these two games will probably determine where they are mentally for Wednesday. They'll play a Charlotte team. They do get them at home. Charlotte's capable, and we know that Memphis can be vulnerable at home, right? Losing yeah. to USF, losing to Rice. But if they win tonight, they take care of business, and then win Sunday, I feel really good that they'll, they'll go in there and beat Charlotte at home on Wednesday, which would mean a six-game winning streak going into their game Sunday at home against Florida Atlantic, and that should pack the place out. I can't imagine it wouldn't be a huge crowd, the biggest of the year. So there's certainly that opportunity. You lose two of these three, you struggle, and then 
people have obviously lost lost confidence. Maybe you've even lost confidence in yourself, and it probably will diminish the possibility of a huge crowd if that's the case. Greg, I think the consensus around town, media, fans alike, interaction with, with everybody, whether it was Twitter or our text line or phone calls or whatever it was, I, I, I think the preseason stated goal was second weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, I, and I know that goals can change, and especially can change with injuries and, and disappointment. In an odd way, just getting to the tournament and being one and done is that a is that kind of a season saver? Is 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 that save you know kind of pride and dignity? I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. The goal was to get to the second weekend, as you said. They went out. They got the players they needed. They had the best overall talent in the league, and just to fight to get back. Now you you salute them if they're able to fight back to get to the tournament after the skid they mm-hmm. took. But if you go out there in first round and you get knocked out. It, it's the same old, same old. It would be the same as last year. It would also mean just the one win for Penny in six years at the helm. So, no, you can't look at that year and go, yeah, it was successful. Yeah, what, we're what about satisfied. a win in the tournament? We, you know, we, we could talk when that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I mean a win in a tournament, they lose in a tough one in the second round before and, and fail to make that second week. Like the Gonzaga maybe, game. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it salvages it. I, But it, it's not like it was second weekend or bust, but – the goal was second weekend. It, it they was. had the players to be second weekend. The the team not making the tournament, that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, even with the loss of Caleb Mills, I, I know that's a big loss, but, I mean, they didn't lose the national player of the year, for goodness sake. They still have a lot of talent. So I, I think this is a team that's still capable. Nothing would surprise me. Really, nothing would surprise me. They go 3-0 and in the next three games. They go on three in the next three games. Nobody really knows. But again, we'll reevaluate if that comes, if it comes, and hopefully it does for Tigers fans that they make the tournament and get that first round win. And, and, and I, I'm with you on nothing would surprise me, but e- even I, I would be close to giving not a pass, but being a little more understanding than six weeks ago that I thought I would be of get to the tournament and win a game because Greg, none of us, I, I don't want to. I, 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 I wish I didn't have to even as much as I've done. Nobody wants to ridicule and, and get on Penny Hardaway. No. Right, right. And look, you're entitled to change your opinion as the season goes along. I'm pretty much steadfast. When I make a prediction, for example, I, am too. I pick the Buffalo Bills to Sometimes win the Super Bowl to my before detriment. the season. <laughs> right, right. I, I picked the Buffalo Bills to win it before the season started. They didn't win it. As the season progressed and we got into the postseason, I wasn't going to change my mind even though I knew it would be tough for them to, to get there. I'm not changing my mind. I still think that this team should be a second-weekend team with the talent they have this year. But you're right. We can adjust a little bit, and you have the prerogative to adjust a little bit. And certainly if this team gets to the NCAA tournament and, and, and gets a dub, that passes what they did last year. That's your pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year they came up a little short against Florida Atlantic. We know the history of that one. You get a first-round win, lose in the second round in a close game. Yeah, we'll probably look back and say, okay, it wasn't what we wanted, it wasn't what we expected, but it's a step in the right direction because they went a step further than they did the, the year prior. Yeah. Well, Greg, you mentioned a couple minutes ago some of the guys coming off the bench for the Tigers, and over these last two games, Jonathan Pierre, 
um, has been a pretty big factor. You know, if you go back to uh, before that Temple game, outside of the first game against Jackson State, the most minutes he had gotten in a game was a couple weeks ago against Rice when he logged seven minutes. But in these last two games, 15 minutes against Temple, 12 minutes against Tulane, um, and has played well when he's out there. And he even said after the, the Temple game, he was talking about how early in the season, you know, coming from D2, and this is a guy that's had this big growth spurt since really entering college, and then another one before getting to Memphis. He's always been a guard and kind of bringing the ball up and really wanted to do that when he got to Memphis. And he said he was kind of fighting with the coaches earlier in the season because they wanted him to go sit in the corner, go get in the paint and, and rebound <laughs> balls. And, and he said it was a, a real big learning experience. What have you seen from him over these last two games that is so different from the beginning of the season and, and maybe the reason uh, Coach Hardaway has been looking to him more over these last two games? Well, first of all, he's coachable. It proves he's coachable. Yes, yeah. he wasn't happy. They weren't exactly happy. It's tough to make that transition. Now, now I don't know this firsthand, but I assume it's tough to make that transition from Division from Division Two to Division One. Uh, he was a star for his team that went undefeated. They were great. You make the move to Division One. I. I don't care what program you're with. The caliber of competition is stiffer. The athletes are better. And it was a tough uh, transition. It, it was really tough for him to make that transition. Now, let's let's be honest here. He didn't get a lot of opportunities. Right. They didn't run with him for 25 minutes in a game or play two or three or five and takes a bad shot or doesn't do what he needs to do defensively. He's out of the game. So they didn't have the time to sit there and watch him learn while the team was playing. You have to do this stuff in practice, and you have to make sure you do it well enough where the coaches feel confident in playing you for lengthy periods of time. That did not happen. Now all of a sudden it's kicking in. So, again, I, I give credit for him being patient. Hopefully um, he's, he's acknowledged that he needed that kind of a tutelage. The team certainly, I think, has a lot of confidence in him because he has a lot of talent to be 6'9", as tall as he is, to be able to – defend once he learns to become a better defender maybe put some weight on become more physical he'll be more formidable on that side but I think he has an awful lot of talent and it's nice that it's uh, finally uh, risen to the top and there's there's a long way to go but he's making some great strides all right we know the order of of key guys for the Tigers I I think it it obviously starts with, with David Jones then it goes to the point guard play led by Javon Quinterly it's time Tomlin, you got to turn it on here on. This, this is go time. Tomlin and Walton, I, I think, are incredibly key. And and with Jake, let me start with Jaquan. He has just been so inconsistent. There have been games where he looks terrific. The game against his former team the first time around, Wichita State, just tremendous. Naquan, Naquan got a bad rap when he came here because people equated the losing streak to his appearance. And I don't know if it did anything chemistry-wise. Penny didn't seem to think so. But maybe it did. Uh, he's come out and he's played well in certain games. He's fouled out of a few games. He has to be physical. He has to rebound the basketball. He has to take higher percentage shots. Uh, I don't know if it was last game or the game at Temple. He took a bunch of threes. He's capable of making one every once in a while, but he's not known as a three-point shooter. He has to go to the hole. He has to draw fouls. He's a good free-throw shooter. So, yes, he, he is absolutely pivotal. You have to get... Look, you're getting consistently good games from David Jones. Yes, he's going to have games where he turns the ball over a bunch of times. That's unfortunate. He has to be better. He has to be more intelligent with the basketball, let's be honest. Quinterly has to be the Quinterly we saw the last few games. 
if either one of those doesn't come to play, you can lose any single yeah. game. But the third guy has to be either Walton or Tomlin, and preferably both of those guys stepping up. Then you mix in the Jordanes, the Malcos, who has had a pretty darn good season, yeah. you know, Jalen Young coming off the bench to spell Quinterly, and then all of a sudden you have a really good rotation of, of eight players and, and nine if he goes that deep. What do you think the Tigers need to do over these next two games this week for their their tournament hopes? Do they need to sweep? Can they go one and one and kind of still be in the mix? What what does this week need to look like for the Tigers? They have to win both games, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. I know Jerry Palm, who comes on my show weekly, just put out a, a new bracketology, and he has Memphis as the second team in his what first four out, last mm. four out, whatever whatever it, it, the terminology is. So they're not, they're not far away. But even though this is a road game, and I know it's a quad one opportunity, always subject to change, and those quads, those quad wins and losses do change. But I, I still think, while it normally isn't the end of the world losing on the road, I think it would be tough. First of all, it would, it would mean absolutely 100% you have to sweep Florida Atlantic. Yeah. You have to sweep Florida Atlantic. And I don't know how, how that's going to happen. I mean, I, I think it's doable, but it probably won't happen. So I, I think this loss really takes you out of the mix for it at large. Just my personal opinion. There are some that believe they can lose to SMU, lose at Florida Atlantic, get to the conference championship, lose to Florida Atlantic in the conference championship in the tournament, and still make it. I, I just don't think they can. Because all of a sudden now, if you're really keeping a close eye on this stuff, here comes Gonzaga. They, come, they got a huge win, and they're moving up because they've been on the outside looking in. Yep. A couple of other teams. Michigan State, these are teams that have all been around the bubble and where Memphis has been, unfortunately, the last three weeks. So I think um, I think they have to win. Greg, that's just as candid as it can be. And no, candid do not, does not mean you have to run down the home team. To me and to you, and I think to most fair-minded people, candid is, is calling it like you see it. Look, I'm just trying to tell you what I think the scenario is. I'm not sitting here saying Memphis can't do it or Memphis won't do it because this team has been Jekyll and Hyde this year. When they're playing their best basketball, they could play with anybody in the country. But we also saw them lose to Rice at home. So it's hard to just sit there and go, yeah, they're going to win. They're going to do this. I think they're winning tonight. Right now, you asked me about Sunday. I'm not so sure about they're winning a game against SMU. I'm just trying to tell the folks out there that I think, and, and this doesn't, I'm not on the committee, so it's, my opinion really doesn't matter, but I think they have to win both these games. Really, I think they have to win all the games with the exception they can lose at Florida Atlantic as long as they beat them at home a week from this Sunday and they go into the tournament, get to the championship game, they come up short. I think they're in if they do that. Greg, I'm sorry I missed Jerry Palm. It's a great segment with you guys. What, what's his thoughts about expansion of the tournament and what are yours? I haven't asked him yet, but I will next week. I do not like it. I, I don't want expansion. I don't need more teams in the NCAA tournament. You know, you got the 68, obviously, with the with the Dayton playing thing, that's that's enough. That that's enough. We don't need more teams. We don't need teams that are going to be. And I know Jerry always stresses that conference play really doesn't matter. They don't look at that. But I don't need teams that are five games under five hundred in their mid major conference and they're in the NCAA tournament or, okay. or major Every, or major conference, right? But everybody doesn't have to get a little trophy, right? We don't need it. We don't need expansion. Football, I did not mind at all the 12-team, the expansion to the 12-team playoff. That's fine. I'll probably 
be against the 16-team playoff, but you know one day that's going to happen. More games, more money, all that good stuff. But to increase the NCAA men's and probably women's basketball tournament, I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I'm going to have to have somebody help me do the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> no. Could you imagine? I mean, you're doing your picks. You'll need like two hours to do all your picks. It'd be like those World Cup brackets that I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Sure will be. Uh, Greg, I'm curious. I'm sorry I I don't know this. Will you be a part of uh, the Tigers baseball broadcast again this season? I will. I'll be on the uh, call with Jeff Brightwell on the ESPN Plus games. We'll do 14 ESPN Plus games. Uh, I'll be the analyst, as I've always been with Jeff, but Jeff will have some conflicts with his schedule, and I'll just slip on over to the the play-by-play desk there. And then as far as, um, you know, they're going to be doing some games on the radio uh, that'll mostly be Jeff. I may be doing some of that, but I'm not sure at this point. But, yeah, I'll be once again involved with baseball. What do you expect this year from the team? I know I was reading uh, D1 Baseball did their conference preview, has them picked to finish third in the American this year. New head coach, what do you expect uh, with their season starting tomorrow? Boy, they finished third in the conference. That says an awful lot. Yeah. I know the conference did lose some good baseball programs. They're bringing in some good baseball programs. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. He really, really cares about the product he really cares about improving Memphis to the point where you know they finally get back to the NCAA tournament. It seems like it's been 50 years. I know it hasn't been that long. You know, Rock had him in the tournament, but it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that Memphis can be a consistent winner. I think baby steps. You know, this year he brought in some some good players to go along with a few that return. You know, Memphis's problem has always been middle innings from the relief pitchers, right? You yep. get to that sixth, seventh, eighth innings. Can you hold on to leads, especially when you get deeper in your bullpen? I think they'll be able to hit the ball. I think they'll be able to hit the ball for power. And I think they'll be fun. So I would suggest people, it's you know, it's, it's a cheap ticket. Sometimes it's free. I forget what, what the cost is. Be going out there on a beautiful day and watch some baseball over at the park. Pitching's everything, isn't it? <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. Yeah, it's become that. Well, it's going to be a fun spring baseball starting tomorrow. Hopefully the Tigers can pick up a couple of wins to wrap up this week before they return home next week against Charlotte. But, Greg, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Absolutely, guys. Take care. You got it. Greg Gaston with us every Thursday talking the Tigers, and we're going to be talking spring football. And this may be a question for Johnny. I I would assume it's because of the stadium and those issues. Why the spring game on Saturday instead of the – Friday night stripes. Question. I don't know. That's a because normally they do do Friday, but and, and, and really it carved a good niche doing that. Oh, yes, yeah. Fridays were were really a good day, but I think they just really want to just mix it up. And if it's up to the coaches, there would be no spring football. That's game. right. That's no. Right. Right. Well, I'm glad they're doing it. On <laughs> Brett already know they would not no, be no, doing no, it. Never. <laughs> it was always tough for me to try to get out of here and get down there for the Friday night. So you get so a Saturday I'm, afternoon. I, yeah, I'm good I'm deal. excited about the Saturday oh, yeah. afternoon. I'm looking again. forward to it too. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. It's Jason Munns will join us tomorrow. It's presented every Friday by our friends at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Jason Munns may top me getting to the arena. He gets there really early. I just saw he posted his I mean, he he gets there. I hope that's not where he's sitting, his picture. I mean, it is. It's top row of of the building. It really could be. Visiting press. You see way up there. Get on walking. I like to get there early and check everything out, and then I know I'm there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No matter what happens. Uh Uh-uh. You don't have to worry about Anything. In, any tra- traffic consideration, yeah. anything like that. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean. They're on the historic square in Carrierville, and they've been there since 1961. Western wear, work boots, safety toes, soft toe, rubber boots, boots for every occasion. They have them at Hewlett and Dunn. 
Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens, and now with his wife, Laura, they own the place known for all the boots, but also clothing, accessories, and a cap for any team for any season. Baseball season coming up, you need a good cap. From head to toe, they've got you covered at Hewlett and Dunn with every brand imaginable, name brands like Dan Post, Anderson Bean, Ariat, whether for men or women, they have the clothing, they have jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find anywhere. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street or go to HewlettDunn.com, but they want you to come by and visit them on the square in Collierville. Sunglasses, boot care products, hats, and every area team snapback cool hat you can think of for the Tigers, for Mississippi State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and the Razorbacks. Razorbacks for travel bag season. The selection is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com is the place to go, but they would rather you come by and visit 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. Well, speaking of the devil, we were just talking about Jason Muntz. He just tweeted uh, Jalen Young, who uh, Greg mentioned, has been out for the last couple games. Didn't really know um, if he would be playing. It looks like uh, Jason Muntz just posted a picture of uh, Jalen Young out during warm-ups with uh, game shorts on, so it does look like Jalen Young will be available tonight for the Tigers. So certainly getting back healthy, and that's that's huge. Uh, I know you love him. I do too. I, I think he's the woge of baseball mm-hmm. at ESPN. Jeff Passon. Oh, I love Jeff Passon. His Twitter. I love Jeff Passon. His tweet about Rob Manfred is simply this Rob Manfred said his tenure as Major League Baseball will end in early 2029. We'll read some of the replies <sighs> when, we, when we come back. I'm sure the there, replies there are bad. I'm sure real, they're terrible. <laughs> I'm sure they're terrible. Well, I'm excited to do that. So let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn Boot and Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. We're back into sports time. A little less than 30 minutes left in today's show. And as the commissioner does at the start of every spring training, Rob Manfred met with media members. Um, and teased us. And, and teased us by saying he's going to retire in 2029. Don't let the door hit you. Mm. Here, and I, I know X Twitter is not the real world. Right. Here are the first responses. To Jeff Passon's tweet. Okay. Again, that tweet is Rob Manfred said his tenure is Major League Baseball yep. Commissioner will end in early 2020. Straightforward as it can be. That's just the facts, Jack, right? Yep. First response, why not sooner? <laughs> Second, was hoping 2024. <laughs> Third, finally. Fourth, I used to pray for times like this. Oh, Fifth, wish killer. it was sooner, but I'll take it. <laughs> can you read the third one again? Third one was finally. <laughs> no, no, fourth one, excuse me. I used to pray for time. Hey, like that's this. that meat meal. <laughs> that's great. I did not send in any of those, no, but it I, I agree like with every one you of would them. Say, Brett, it, it, Wish uh, it was sooner, but I'll take it. He will get a piece of metal as a parting gift. <laughs> AKA baseball will be better in early 2029. Jeez. That's that. Brad's a long time. That's a long time. It is. That's five years. I mean, we could have ghost runners on every base stuff. before then. I mean, we could have. We will have the Olympics in Los Angeles mm-hmm. before that. Yeah. Yeah. We sure will. And 
golf will be at Riviera mm-hmm. for 2020. Speaking Olympics. Of, of Olympics uh, in Los Angeles and baseball, a lot of baseball players trying to pitch the idea of playing in the Olympics for when they're in Los Angeles. We could potentially have, well, it could be even more with something bad. Mm-hmm. Easily, though, three new presidents. <laughs> yeah, 29, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is uh, it's a long time from now. Yeah. One certainly. guy simply comment section is not going to be good. No, no, and no, it has no. Not it's been. not. It's not. Um, and well, he could do a lot of damage in five years. He really could. Um, but what do you think of the idea? Summer Olympics in Los Angeles, so late July, August, and I've heard some people saying maybe don't play the All Star Game that year and try to make it some sort of All Star break, but finding a way for Major League Baseball players to, to play in the Olympics. I'm okay by it. I would like it. And I know I saw an interview with... with I'd uh, rather have that than World Baseball Classic. Yeah. I saw an interview with Bryce Harper, and uh, he was kind of talking about it, and he was like, I mean, said, I know it's just me talking right now. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I've had conversations with plenty of guys that, you know, the dream of, of being out there on... He goes, I don't want it just for... L.A., I want it every time there's Olympics. Because the idea of of being in, like, South Korea or Japan and having a U.S. baseball team of all major league players and, and winning somewhere foreign. Or he goes winning here in, in L.A. and standing on the field while your national anthem is being played after you win gold. He's like, it's something I've always dreamed of, and I, I would love to get the opportunity to do it, and I, I'd be all for it. This summer in 2024, Paris, yeah. mm-hmm. 2028 in Los Angeles, where's 32? I have no idea. I don't either. I don't. I don't have know. Have they awarded 32? That's a good question. Let's see. 2032 Olympics site. Brisbane, Australia. Oh, ugh. Australian. I don't know if I like that. I mean, that's. I don't know if they could get them down there and back in that no. time. And, and that's, I mean, Australia. They're doing everything while you're middle of the sl- sleeping. I mean, it's not even you're not. Yeah, it's even, a couple of days from now. Yeah, I mean that's that's they're way ahead. Their prime time is five o'clock in the morning. And, our and time. That's why I just even when I would watch some tennis, I just never yeah. of the four slams. Australia just never did anything for me. I didn't know if it was live or tape. <laughs> Brett, uh, could you tell me the time of day in Brisbane, Brisbane, Australia, right now? I'm going to say 16 hours ahead. So, 10:35. Wow, you're really close. You're really close. 9:35 a.m. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're just starting their days. People are getting to work Happy right Friday. now. We're ending our day. It's People are getting somewhere. to work there. I, I guess so. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I mean, that's tough. And, and how I knew, and I've told this story. I won't say I was locked into it, but I, I got up early on the morning of. December 31st, mm-hmm. 19, uh, 1999, yeah. to, to go to the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. and, you know, cut on CNN. And you know, they're starting like at 6.37 in the morning, uh, the the time. And it, yeah. you know, it starts at the international dateline, really, I think, right. New Zealand or maybe some faraway Pacific island was first to welcome. Wow, Wifey how Cat. about that? Oh, cool. All right. Pretty good. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to stay there and watch them all. Sure. And then it got like to... Half past the hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's you know, some quirky ones in there. 
A bunch of them. Uh-huh. A bunch. I, I didn't. I didn't you know, know about that. Happy New Year. I'm going. Wait, it's eight thirty in the yeah, morning. Yeah. What are we I mean, talking? It's, Happy it's New not, Year. It's not midnight somewhere. But it's crazy. But I guess for them it is. And India, one of the largest countries that that's oh, on the really? half hour. I didn't know that. And all through, like the stands. Huh. Interesting. Pakistan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, wow. all all the old breakaway Soviet unions. All the stands are yeah. half hour. Yeah. Well, Australia might not be too bad because if it's it's five thirty here, nine thirty there, and Olympic sports go all throughout the day. So I mean, you know, you get home from work, you get home, you know, we get down for dinner, and it's ten o'clock, eleven o'clock in the morning there, and they're getting stuff done. Oh. And this summer, even with Paris, it's not exaggerate a big difference i'm gonna say about seven hours ahead of us right now it's paris uh 12 37 wow bingo spot on yeah tomorrow yeah yeah so midnight right after midnight we're gonna still have a lot of tape yo a ton of tape we'll have a lot of tape for los angeles there will be a lot of big events that are happening midday for us which will be which will be pretty cool and i'm gonna tell people now we're we're not giving any provide i mean you know if you're want to watch the Whatever it is tonight, yeah. no, we're in yeah. the breaking news, and we're that's right. I, I, I'm trying to remember the year that people were so mad over. No, we're oh, tell that's it. a really good. I didn't even think about I've that because I mean, there's I've be, had it during the Olympics. Every wow, time. there's going to be you know the the basketball game. Team USA is going to be playing at yeah prime time. There will be you know ten o'clock our time. I've got it recorded. Don't t- no. Yeah, they'll be playing on we're NBC. In the, at, we're in the breaking news business. We're going to give it. Cow, I didn't I mean, yesterday with that. the events in Kansas City. Oh, man. you know if you're waiting to watch your evening yeah, news, no, no, we don't do that. No, breaking news. And people would get so some. Always the loudest. Well, and I should say this. We talked about that yesterday with what was happening in Kansas City and just talking about events like that and, and how breaking news is so fast. When we came back at this time yesterday, I got a report on my phone that said a second person had died, mm-hmm. and they had to go back and correct that because it, it was the same person that died. They had just learned more information of that person. Um, so, And I now think you know we're up in the 20s of, of injured people with that from Kansas City. And a week from today will be the 44th anniversary of the yeah. famous hockey win. Yeah. On a Friday afternoon, Memphis time, game was over about 4.45, really? 5 or so. I didn't wow. know it. Most people didn't know it, you know, and, and I, I don't know how that was handled with people because it, sure. the whole country yeah. went home and watched that night. That's crazy. I mean, times just so, A lot of people not I knowing mean, the result. Yeah. I, I, I sure didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible to, to keep, you know, scores and stuff away from you now with smartphones and Yeah, it's just impossible. So, you know, impossible. you know, for the one or two that's, you know, got their – Betamax recording, yeah. <laughs> you know. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited for and, and NBC and and you know, I just saw where we've got the Golf Channel on here. They just ran a, an ad for the Olympics, so it's gonna be a lot of fun this yeah, summer. Yeah, and I one of my favorite shows is when we get down to right before mm-hmm. the Olympics, all the different sports, and have we ever participated yeah. in those? It's interesting. I told you I need to go through like and golf, start yes. trying to mark off what I've done and 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 what I have. My favorite, done. yes, is walking. Yeah, I, I walked in the building. Walk today. every day. <laughs> hey, Brett, we all did that today. Yeah. I, I hope yeah. I can walk tomorrow. I don't, I don't know if I did <laughs> it at a competitive right. level. But yeah. Nah, I, I never done it there. But well, I've never golfed sure. at a competitive level yeah, either. Uh, but but we have golf, right? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Many depending golf. on what you want to call it competitive, I mean, I've made a couple bets on the golf platform course. diving. I've done a big belly buster off the high dive and asked somebody to. 
to give me a score afterwards, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's Zero? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of zeros. Uh, Brett, uh, before we get to a break tonight, uh, Grizzlies and Bucks. It's the TNT game, um, the only TNT game tonight, um, as they wrap up before the thing. And it sounds like a um, couple of, of – uh, it's it, earlier, I think now both Giannis and Dame are scheduled to play tonight. But earlier – both were, uh, I think one was probable, one was uh, one was questionable. Looks like, uh, according to ESPN, that they're going to give it a go tonight. Good, I want to see them. Um, yeah, and and I think TNT games. We've you know we've been told before the season started that that's what this whole load management new protocol was supposed to to avoid. Have you seen the Grizzlies injury list? Well, it's it's very long. J- Jaren's load management. They're just not yeah, saying that. Yeah, but I mean, and a lot of people are doing it. What are you going to do? John Varless texted okay. me from the Daily Memphian. He okay. texted me. He bl- he said, I believe each new day starts in Guam. I didn't know that. Does it really? I trust John. Good morning, Guam. Good morning, Guam. Uh, day starts somewhere, I guess. It's got to. Guam is the place. How about that? Yeah, I don't want to cross that, that international date line, though. No, it gets a little, it gets a little wacky. Me and you with the food, you know. No, no, I, I can't. We I can't I, That's I, another only a reason, Johnny. You know I like to get to the stadium early. To hit the fresh peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You got to get right. those. Hey, yeah. when you get one grapes. of those. Oh, yeah. The grapes are amazing. I love the grapes. Yeah, there, there's only a few places I can travel abroad. Always, always get me about five little baggies of grapes. <laughs> I got yeah. more grapes in the fall. Than hey, man, you got to get you a bag bag of grapes and a, and a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Up. I guess stuck. you could get grapes at Jim's Place. I know you could, but you can get a lot more there. And I went there last Friday night. If we got through here, I went out there. Place was packed and so much fun everybody enjoying all the great food over 100 years of charcoal grill steaks over 100 years of all that good fun celebrations family time and lasting memories at jim's place grill in collierville they'll bring you jason munns tomorrow at five we'll have a lot to talk with jason about after tonight's tiger game the terrace family with their touch for our community recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E and grill. Every steak grilled perfectly over an open flame. Come to Jim's Place and taste and see the difference. I had a dish last Friday night. It was just going by, and I said, I want that. I didn't know where to find it on the menu. It was outstanding. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11A to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark Hard work, values, and a dedication to their valuable diners. The Terrace family, they've created a memorable dining experience. The lunch menu, the staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, crab cakes, and those salad dressings, all homemade. And at dinner time, the calamari, the soups, the seafood, and the steaks, fillets, ribeyes, and strips, and the hash browns. Fantastic bar area. Great TVs to enjoy the Tiger game tonight. All at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Pretty cool, and we're just getting started. So, five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Go crazy, 
This is for all the babies crunch time. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, what I learned today, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh, the Maui Invitational will be moving back to Maui next season. Two Maui hits today. That's wow. right. I love it. Uh, but we know that uh, that they could not play there uh, because of yeah. the, the wildfires in Lahana. But uh, they'll be back after spending last year in Honolulu. They'll be back. And you mentioned it earlier, but this field that will be playing November 25th through the 27th, Yukon, North Carolina, Auburn, Michigan State, Memphis, Dayton, Colorado, Iowa State. I mean, that is a star. There's not a game in the crowd. No, no, not one. I remember, you know, going into the season this year and saying, wow, look at all these great teams in in this tournament. And and then you say, okay, well, you know, maybe if you get this team, maybe if you get that team, those could be wins. Not here. No, this is this is there's no Northern Iowa. No, no, it is always elite. And uh, I mean, all of those games are are going to be the the toughest game on the Tiger schedule. I learned today after struggling through three quarters last night, Jaron Jackson came through in the fourth quarter. He had been abused by. Alperin Sengun for most of the night. The idea of him consistently at the five next year, Mm. no way. Do people not remember what happened to him in the Philippines Mm. playing the five? The U.S. came in fourth, and he he was regularly destroyed on defense uh, last summer in the Philippines for the FIBA team. Yeah, no, he he was. You're right about that. Um, What I could have done without, obviously we talked a lot about uh, the shooting that took place at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade yesterday. Uh, One person has been killed uh, from that, and a lot of people injured, a lot of children injured. Just, I mean, a a terrible scene. But today um, the the police had another press conference about it, uh, and their police chief said uh, that this stemmed from from an, a, a dispute between several people. They are, Arguing over their standing yes, position. Yes, um, Their parade route decision. Yeah, if that is if that is true, that is crazy. No terrorism, off. no homegrown, uh, yes. no, 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 no there, right, there. just that. At all. But, and these idiots resolved it with breaking out pistols. First off, how does a dispute result to that, first off? And no second, kidding. how do more than 20 people get injured and one person not involved in uh, in the dispute lose their life. I mean, it is it is awful, um, and, and I mean, I can't believe that that is what we have learned from this. That it, it over where people are standing at a parade. Quick and speedy trials should be quick and speedy yes, starting next absolutely. week. I could have done without having to involve the police and and legality around sports. But yeah. when you can't control yourself or your league, that's when the authorities have to step in. And that's what happened with the NBA. Isaiah Stewart was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 yes, you probably in a course of play, you could get away with that because that is regulated. Sure, but there, mm. There's some cause and effect, but not pregame, not no. postgame, not not in street clothes. And, and the, it, it's a terrible look. Yeah, no, it is a really, really bad look, not just for him, not just for the team, but for the NBA. I mean, to have a player 
just completely sock a, uh, an opposing player before the game in the lo- in, in the you know walk into the locker room. It's and, crazy. And, and the both of them using the same entrance that that, yeah. that, that shouldn't be. Yeah, that got to stop. That's got to stop. Yeah. But it, that that shouldn't be an excuse. No, you, you you don't hit another person in that realm, no yeah. matter what. Well, and I love what uh, what Keith said a couple hours ago. Of, See, Stewart's not even playing right now. He's injured. I that's, mean, that's the most alarming part yeah. about it. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So I mean, it is, it is just very, very weird. Uh, Brett, where are you beaming tonight? Being me, I'm, I'm headed to FedEx Forum, but I wish I could be for, with the Tigers tonight in the pit in in Denton, Texas, mm-hmm. Old Missouri Valley Conference game. Pace will be methodical. It won't be at FedEx Forum yeah. with Giannis and the Bucks in town. No, it, it certainly will not. Beam me, I mentioned it earlier, I'll beam to a couple places tonight. Beam me, Iowa and Michigan women's basketball tonight. Caitlin Clark um, will n- no doubt break the record tonight. The NCAA How many minutes into the game will she break it? Oh, man. Ten, I mean. Yeah. More than the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think in the first quarter she breaks the record. Um, and, uh, and it's going to be really, really fun to watch. But also, beam me tonight. Uh, let's go to a late-night game, uh, two late-night games I'm very intrigued in. Uh, Colorado and UCLA. That's 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Don't look now, but uh, UCLA, we talked a lot about them earlier in the season. I think they've rattled off seven of their last eight um, in conference play after starting one and four in conference play. So that should be a fun one against a really good Colorado team you, on ESPN. You got there with Detroit Mercy last night. Yeah, we did. We did. That was a really fun game. One person stormed the court last night. I, I saw it. Game. Yeah, lonely, maybe lonely. Kind of man. one person court storming and one person doing the wave. Yes, yes, a little bit of everything. Uh, but uh, then uh, later tonight, 10 o'clock, you Utah and USC on FS1. Man, what is the season? turned into for USC 9-15 overall uh, at home tonight against Utah. They're a favorite, but, man, I, I would be surprised if they win one at home tonight against a good Utah team. Three NBA games tonight, Bucks and Grizzlies downtown, Warriors at Utah, Minnesota at Portland, only three top 25 games, but there are five good games tonight in the AAC with plenty of seeding implications yeah. tonight. Yeah, a lot going on in, in the uh, American. It's going to be a busy night. I mean, if you look at the standings this morning, they could be very different they tomorrow could. morning. And The Tigers could move to T4 after yeah. tonight. Yeah, it sounds good. It would right. take a Tulane upset sure. over SMU, I think. Sure. And also, I mean, all these conference games could uh, could do something to the net. So, I mean, keep an eye on that. But I'm still shocked that the Tigers are a one-and-a-half-point dog. I mean, they could very well never move. go out there. And, yeah, I mean, they the last could... couple of Tiger games really did move. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, what was it, the, the Temple game where it, it shot up? I mean, what, it start off at four it, and a half? Even Sunday and... afternoon, you got behind that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's really jumped around um, a lot. But not today. It has really stood firm all day today. And maybe, you know, maybe – North Texas gets the better of them, but man, I, I'm just really surprised that this Memphis. Will you have anything on Tiger tomorrow early? Uh, that's a good question. He's uh, he goes off late tomorrow. Uh, I think. Like oh, does he? One thirty uh, tea time. So I'll have plenty uh, the the morning. But Brett, don't forget we've got college baseball starting. We tomorrow. do. I'm going to have a lot of action on college baseball um, tomorrow afternoon as the day's going on. Um, so it's we'll it's going to be, be a the really Agri fun Center game. tomorrow. We'll be at the Agri Center. Yeah, come by the Agri Center tomorrow. See us. We're going to be giving away um, a ton 
for uh, for their show they're putting on at the Agri Center tomorrow. I know we've got Tiger tickets to give away. Also, uh, the Cal Ripken tickets for next Thursday. We'll be giving out a pair of those tomorrow afternoon at the Agri Center. So make sure you stop by, say hello, um, and hopefully win a prize while we're out there. But that's all the time we have today. Enjoy your afternoon. Enjoy your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon live from the Agri Center.